Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's The Big Show. Is everybody ready? Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. It's hump day. Woo-woo! Hump day? Let's get rolling. is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Jake, coming at you live. From Homie 10355 South uh, Jordan Gateway, although the address doesn't uh, make a ton of difference. We're here basically to get the word out. Go to Homie.com, save unbelievable amounts of money buying or selling a home, and of course, Homie Title, Homie Loans. Uh, they're doing it all better. We'll talk about it throughout the show, but check it out, Homie.com. Austin Horton back at our Carrier Zone studios at Vivint Arena, producing, of course, today, and safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only. Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. How are you today, Jake? Hope you're doing all right. Yeah, I'm doing well. Hanging out with uh, with Katie and the crew here at uh, at Homey. And uh, you know this, Gordon, you've been here often. Uh, the view, uh, we don't have much better views from remotes. You no. know what I mean? Looking out the, the big window on the valley. Very pretty. Uh, pretty awesome. So I'm stoked. And very nice people down there. Fun to hang out with. No doubt about it. And uh, so stay tuned. We'll tell you how they can uh, they can help you. And, of course, uh, Gordon Real Estate around here. Don't know if you noticed, but uh, <laughs> in high demand. So they can save you uh, a bunch of money uh, all throughout the process. So pay attention and go to homie.com. Uh, how about you, Gordon? You, you doing well? You making yeah, it happen? I'm, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing well today. It's been a good day. And uh, can I can I express or at least tell uh, an abbreviated uh, sort of fun, positive story to start the show off today? Well, usually you're more prone to start off with the negative story. So I'm kind of liking the new kind of liking the new direction. Let's do it. Well, I can I can I could start out with Marianne. passing. No, 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 no. Let's stay with positive. Oh, okay. I mean. 82 years old, though, lived a pretty good life, I imagine, but I, I don't know many of the details there. But did you see this story about this is a sad turned happy story. All right. Do you see the story about Christian Wood when he went undrafted in 2015 in the NBA draft? He OK, so that's the first bad news. The second bad news of the night, he dropped his girlfriend off at the airport and he never saw her again so essentially she dumped him when he didn't get drafted jeez he signed a 41 million dollar contract this year i guess he's doing all right for himself well did he did he did he call the girlfriend or something did (laughs) you mean like a revenge call oh i'd call (laughs) Uh, there was no 
There's no word of that. I didn't get the update oh. on whether oh, no. he. No, I'd actually... call. I'd, I'd say, hey, I don't don't know if you saw the news, but just just signed a big deal. Have a have a have a good day. <laughs> have a nice life. I love these stories of guys who are just beat the odds. They're they're uh, not highly thought of, and next thing you know, they work their butts off and they they make it. And so good for him. Yeah, love those stories. Um, you know, we talked a lot about it with uh, with Lou Dort the other night. You know, playing playing your way onto a roster and and improving and and carving it out. It's it's hard. That's a that's a hard thing. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of a lot of people try to do it, and uh, you know, not a ton succeed. So pretty cool. And, and you know what? It's a um, you've, it's a testament to development. You know what I mean? And how yeah. if you continue to work on your game. You know, you can yet uh, make it happen for yourself with uh, some de- dedication, hard work, and the right opportunities. So, yeah, I love those stories, too. Yeah, and we've talked about it in the past, Jake, where it seems like, especially in basketball, it just seems this way that people either think you can play or you can't. And, you know, either you're highly thought of or you're kind of dog meat. You're just not good enough. It's, yeah, when these stories happen where somebody fights their way through and, Makes it, uh, makes it, I mean, 25 years old, making $41 million. I think Christian Wood on the night that he went undrafted would have, uh, would have celebrated that kind of foreknowledge about what was going to come. But he deserves it because uh, he worked his tail. So good for him. So when you- I, I wonder what his girlfriend is, his ex-girlfriend is, is thinking right now. I mean, maybe she's happy. Maybe everything's wonderful. And I don't know the details of why uh, his, uh, his ex-girlfriend broke up with him. But I wondered if he had been like a, a top five pick in the NBA draft, if, uh, if that breakup would have happened. I, Let me- I, I don't know. Let me ask you this, Gordon. When, uh, when you signed on for that big gig at the um, San Fernando Valley uh, Register, did you call any ex-girlfriends? You, you call any ex girlfriends Oh, did you make a mistake? I never worked for the San Fernando Valley. What do you call it? Register. <laughs> I, think, Register. I don't think that exists. It's a no. big paper. No. Mm-mm. No, but did you call any exes? When I when I uh, when I did what? When I signed a deal with the LA Times? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that time. I was already married. I know. Well, well, you know, you can. Uh, that doesn't have anything to do with it. Your current status doesn't matter. It's it's about rubbing the nose in the in the oh. former uh, girlfriends. <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, hopefully all all my uh, all of our. I'll include you and Austin. Hopefully all of our ex girlfriends are happy and uh, have uh, their lives have turned out just perfect for them. Oh, don't don't you like me now. Don't don't include me in that, please. What? Or me? I don't. Oh that come at all. on! Nope. You guys, you guys aren't holding it against your ex girlfriends, yep. are you? Oh well, there's a big difference between holding it against them and cheering for them. Let's <laughs> let's face it. I'm not holding anything against anybody, but at the same time, I'm not like you know, go out and get them. No, oh, that's I, not I'm no. holding a lot of things against a lot. Oh of people. come on! I I can't think of a single girlfriend that I had that I am not rooting for in life. Not that I don't keep track of them. I, I don't know exactly what they're doing right now, but I hope every one of them is uh, in a situation where they're successful, where they have uh, everything that they hoped for. What if, they, what if they had, I don't know, hypothetically, let's say, 
kissed your best friend multiple times whilst you were on your mission and lied to you about it. Would you still think that about well, him? Uh, yeah, but I think of your weakest moment. You've made mistakes in your life, right? Wow. Sure, but wow. but <laughs> would you still be able to stay here today? I wish nothing but the best for everybody I've ever come across. Uh, Gordon, yeah, Gordon, come on. Yeah, well, you know, maybe, I don't know. I just... Uh, I, I can't. I can't get to that. What point. if they I, had run over hypothetically your dog, like and that? then laughed about it? <laughs> did did it get run and over said, like that? And said hypothetically, get over it. <laughs> hypothetically, uh, Gordon, you've you've met Austin, right? You're not going to get anywhere fighting this battle, and I, I, uh, frankly, I, know, I don't agree I know, with you either. I'm hoping that maybe we can uh, he can we can alter his direction, you know, and and so he'll feel happy about his ex-girlfriends who, who dumped him or cheated on him or did whatever they did to him to cause such such anger. I, 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 Hypothetically. I root, for, I root for my, my ex-girlfriends. I really do. Well, I, I, nice I, for you. What if they, that moral high ground. What if they hypothetically burned a, a, <laughs> something, a picture of something unmentionable into your grass with gasoline? Did that happen? Hypothetically. <laughs> Come on. Okay, that didn't happen to you. That's not to me. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty hilarious. The dog thing <laughs> didn't happen to me either. But. <laughs> like that? Like that? I'm not playing it. Oh man, my, I uh, you okay, know, I, I just no. I hope they're I hope they're all happy, and I hope all your exes are happy too. I don't. I mean, stop, stop it! Don't stop it! I agree. Don't don't don't. What, what did somebody do to you, Jake? Don't project your your whatever you got going on there on the two of us. See, you can't be <laughs> hanging on to this baggage like this. It's going to. I'm not hanging on to any baggage. I'm just not cheering for their their success. Well, and then there's one more, gone, yes. one more gone, yes. but not forgotten, and that's uh, our sweet Daisy or our sweet Lucy. Uh, <laughs> at the age of 12, she was run over. Oh, yes. in our driveway. Oh, oh, like that? Was she run over like that? <laughs> Wish them well, all of the exes. Oh, Hope they found okay. nothing but good fortune and health. Uh, can we can we get into into something productive here? Yeah, we, shall we get to the split, ruin. split story of the day? Austin hit it. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 975-1280 the zone. And the zone sports network. The Portland game is the the one that I, I probably translate the, the most like how we want to play. We, we want to get up and down. We want to shoot threes. Um, obviously, kind of threes and, and the rim um, are the two things that we're, we're going to kind of emphasize, I guess. I think Coach said one of, one of those games, it might have been the Portland game or the last, but we broke a record or some record for threes and a half or threes or whatever it was. So, obviously, we've got a lot of guys that can, can shoot and shoot at a high level. So, you, you throw that in with Rudy and Fave on the rim. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty nice mix. So, yeah, I think... Um, I mean, the coach might change his mind, might, might say a different answer, but I think that kind of Portland style where we're getting up and down, we're getting stops. Um, obviously, defensively, I think it was a Minnesota game when they had 70 at the half. We're taking it out the basket a lot. It, it kind of junks up the way we want to play because we do want to get stops and, and run. So we need to be better at, obviously, on the defensive end and, and getting stops, getting the rebound and, and taking off. And um, if, it, if it happens, there's obviously going to be times in games that, that teams do score and, and might score heavily like that Minnesota game. We've, we've got to be really good at 
uh, getting it in quick and, and same thing, running down the floor and, and executing. So, yeah, I think kind of to answer your question, probably that, that Portland game is probably the, the best way that we, the, that we want to play and that probably that we have so far. Not a surprise that uh, Joe Ingles would say that, Gordon, and uh, that was from earlier today because did that you, was by far Joe's best game. What, Gordon? Did, did you notice Joe has been here all year, right? He didn't go back to Australia, but his his Australia accent seems as strong, stronger now than it, than it was. I thought it was fading on him a little bit, but, but I really noticed that there. Anyway, yeah, he wants – yeah, the Joe's want to score. Didn't, don't you, didn't you hear that? What? No. <laughs> Didn't you hear that? Oh, he, it sounds like Joe Ingles. What do you mean his accent is faded and now returned? Are, are you implying that he's faking it? <laughs> no. Wow. No, is he no. is he going full uh, Hillary Baldwin on, on us? Is that no? That's not is what his I'm real name, Jose. What are you talking about? <laughs> Play that. Just start to play that, and, and just start to play that again, just real quick. Just, and, and he sounded very Australian. The Portland game is the the one that I probably translate the the most like how we want to play. We, we it, want to get up and it's, down. It sounds like Joe Ingles, <laughs> yeah, because it is Joe Ingles, who and brace yourself here is from Australia. <laughs> I understand that. But he sounded, it sounded. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. <laughs> I'm not to the bottom of it. <laughs> I'm not saying that he was. Exclusive right here on the zone. <laughs> he just sounded more Australian there with the way he was talking. Wow. If you played that whole thing, I think most of our listeners would pick up on that. But uh, no, what, no, what I don't. No, I disagree. <laughs> I don't think the I don't think any other human uh, who heard that clip had that thought. All right, no, wait, play it again, Austin. No, oh, it's no, not that good of a clip. Oh, no, it's not. But man, he was very down under. You know, the Portland game is the the one that I, I probably translate the the most like how we want to play. It, it, it sounds like Joe Ingles. No, it was the next sentence. The next couple of oh. sentences that really, it really got there. This is know? the hill you're going to die on, huh? No, never mind. But uh, the, his point about the basketball, obviously that's what the Jazz want to do. And that was the game where the Jazz looked the best. So, yeah, they want to they get out and run. They want to shoot. And, and, Joe, listen to your own talk here, man. Shoot the freaking ball. Don't hesitate. Don't always look for a teammate. I mean, I, I, I like those. That's not passes. a knife. This is a knife. <laughs> now that that's very Australian, but uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to go with the uh, with that one thing I tried to say that time, Austin. That backfired on no, me completely. Uh-uh, yeah. I'm not going to do that. As you're saying, Joe should shoot the ball more. Yeah, shoot the ball, man. Let it fly. No, I mean, he hesitates too much. They can shoot the ball more. But anyway, uh, point well made on his part, even though it was very Australian. And uh, I think that that Jazz are going to continue to try to do that. Uh, But teams are going to jam them, you know, just like Minnesota tried to do and did so successfully. (laughs) Covered a lot of ground there. (laughs) Covered a, a, a lot of ground. And we've we've talked about uh, about huffing gasoline before the show. We've had, we've had that conversation. We've we never uh, had that conversation. Wait, wait a second. You didn't notice that at all? No, no. But but here's the thing. Um, you, you're right. And I, I, before we were interrupted by the by the 
by the accent conversation. Uh, he was talking about that Portland game, and it's not surprising that he has that opinion because Portland, that game, as you you implied or, or said, I've never done uh, drugs. Was, was by far his best game. Not only scoring the basketball where he had 14 points, but he also had seven assists and five rebounds and was very yeah. good. And against mm-hmm. Oklahoma City, it, it, it there were a number of different things that he was he was not doing well, and against Minnesota too, for that matter. I mean, some just really uh, uncharacteristic, uh, bad turnovers. Uh, he had three in each of those games, and it, it, it wasn't the flow, and his defense uh, wasn't where it has been in the past. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm with you. Uh, Joe needs to, to, you know, when he says we there, and I get it, and you, you always say we, the collective or whatever, but uh, I think he's talking about his own game a little bit because, yeah, he needs to be more like Portland Joe and less like Oklahoma City Joe. And I'm, it, there, there was a, a big difference between the two. But they, they need him. I mean, that's, that's yeah. part of what we've been talking about ever since they put Derek Favors back in, on this team is that that really bolsters your bench not only by adding Derek Favors to it, but also you're hoping to get a better version of Joe Ingles because they have that connection and they'll be going up against second unit, uh, you know, the team's uh, second unit. So um, in one game so far, we've really seen that. In the other two, it was it was lacking and part of the overall issue why those other two games were a little more clunky. I agree 100 percent. And sometimes when you're being unselfish all the time, your unselfishness can become selfishness. In some twisted way, because it hurts the team if he doesn't take that open shot. And sometimes I have no problem with a player uh, searching for his own shot sometimes. Uh, You know, and he's so, like you said, Jake, he's so important uh, off the bench with, with those guys. His role, he is the quarterback of that group, and he needs to, but he has to not forget about himself. I, have, I you ever, have you ever been around somebody that was so unselfish that it almost became annoying after a while? Sometimes I'm annoyed by Joe's unselfishness uh, when I watch him play because he is capable of, of doing more uh, as from a scoring standpoint. And that bench needs him to do that. You don't want to count on Jordan Clarkson to do all the scoring. I mean, yeah, you can do it too. And it helps your team and it opens things up for your team. Jake, you got to admit, you have seen him pass up open shots too often. Well, yeah, but that's been true since he, he really got mm-hmm. to the club. I mean, yeah. we've been talking about that forever. I And I don't disagree with that take, by the way, because I agree with you. We've seen him pass up open threes. But it's, I, I I believe it's more than that. I, I you know, there, I think the seven assists really stand out to me in that uh, – in that uh, uh, Portland game because he wanted a different role, Gordon. We, uh, that uh, ultimately, and this is my opinion and, and speculation, but all that fluctuation between the bench and starting, I think of that a lot had to do with with what Joe Ingles' role on the team was. When he was playing really well, it's when he was stepping in for Mike Conley and he was initiating those pick and rolls and, and they win on that big time winning streak because that's Joe Ingles' game. And we've had this discussion before, but he can do the stand in the corner and shoot three thing when he's open, but that's not who he wants to be. And and so I think the the opportunity for him to be more than that is there on this team. He needs to grab it. And I think he grabbed it in the Portland game, but I think it was lacking in those other two. 
So I, I agree with you. He needs to pull the trigger and be aggressive, and that comes with aggressiveness. But he's got to be what you, you talked about right there, the, the skipper of that second unit. It might not be the most glamorous role, but it's one that I think he could really embrace and be good at. And if one night Jordan Clarkson is doing all the scoring, uh, scoring and he's setting that up, then awesome. And if another night the, the ball's not going down and he's got to can a couple of threes off the bounce, then he should be capable of that too. He says he doesn't care whether he starts or comes off the bench. Do you think he plays better as a starter? I No. See, I, I agree that I, it doesn't matter and it shouldn't matter. I think it's more about what he's being asked to do. Well, don't I? I've always gotten the impression that Quinn wants him to shoot. Yes, and that's why I'm saying I'm not disagreeing yeah. with you. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that the yeah. the role there is about much more than shooting. Yeah, and he's good at a lot of different things. But it seems like when Joe starts a game off, well, whenever he enters the game, if he if he hits a couple of shots early, it, it seems like that's when he has the big nights. And maybe that's not unique just to him. But when he hesitates and hesitates and then gets around to maybe shooting here or there, it just doesn't seem like he's as effective, even though he can uh, set his teammates up very nicely at times. But I think he can do both. Just take the open shot is what I'm saying, Jake. That, that, when you have it, go ahead and take it. And don't – I have seen him where he has passed up the open shot and passed the ball to a teammate who had a more difficult shot or to a teammate who was crowded who then passed the ball to another teammate who had a more difficult shot than Joe's original. Yeah, and I've seen him do that too. But my point, look at the other two games. Minnesota, he had 10 points. He scored uh, He scored 10 points, but he had zero assists. Mm-hmm. And against Oklahoma City, he had four points, and he had three assists, which is obviously, you know, seven is a really great number of what he had against Portland. So I guess my more my criticism tends to, uh, yes, yeah, shoot more, but that's not entirely the problem. It's it's He disappeared in the Oklahoma City mm-hmm. game. Uh, so I don't want to say essentially- he, Essentially, what you're saying is find a balance, but be but be forceful about it. Well, with the way the engaging way and filling that role with the second unit, the points and the assists should both come when yeah. he's being engaged and playing his game. The the uh-huh. the shots and all that 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 should all come because we should be seeing the epitome of Quinn Snyder's offense with the second unit, right? With the first unit, sometimes it breaks down and, and Donovan Mitchell's got to go one-on-one. But with the second unit, we should really see the flow. And I realize Jordan Clarkson sometimes does the ISO thing too, but, I mean, mm-hmm. we really should see the ball movement, the blender, all that stuff with the, with the second unit. And Joe thrives off of that. That's what I'm saying. His role can be so much more because – He's a, he's a more well-rounded basketball player, and they can take advantage of that when he's engaged and playing well, and that's what was missing in the Oklahoma City game. Right, right. And do you think that uh, – are you saying then essentially that part of the problem is that Jordan Clarkson can do so many things himself that Joe kind of gets hung out to dry? Maybe maybe that's an issue. Maybe they have to, to figure out a, a little bit better of a back and forth, but – um, I, I'm not sure, but some games he's got to avoid the all of a sudden the the where's Joe games. You know, Joe played yeah, 20 yeah. minutes against Oklahoma City, and you, you had to look at the box score to know he played. And that's sorry, I'm I don't mean to sound mean. I'm just overemphasizing to prove a point. Mm-hmm. But um, and that's on either side of the ball. You know, if he what was his biggest impact on the Oklahoma City series a couple of years ago when he took Paul George out of the series with his defense and his craftiness and the the head <laughs> games and all that? We all remember that series i mean that's the kind of joe the engaged 
Um, I mean, the uh, what? How do you describe it, Gordon? The the vibe that Joe puts mm-hmm. off when he's being sure. a pest and he's banging three pointers and looking at the bench and all that stuff. That that's the type of that's the type of Joe that we need to see more often. Anybody who's ever played basketball has probably experienced stretches where they just aren't in the game as much. And sometimes it's to the benefit of the team and sometimes it's not. But I, you're, you're right. The people, basketball players sometimes disappear a little bit. Or maybe that's too strong a word. Right. They fade, they fade away for a while. It happens to the best of them, you know. But, Joe, I, I agree with you completely. Joe needs to be involved. In what's going on. And I get it. When Jordan Clarkson is doing his thing, nobody else is involved. <laughs> because it's just sort of both his his great talent and his curse. Uh, but, but you know, where would the Jazz be without that ability? It would, they would be, they're better off with it, obviously. So Joe needs to find a way to stay engaged even when, when JC is doing his thing. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe that's the you know kind of one of the short-term challenges we see Quinn, Quinn Snyder kind of figure out as you know he's got a little bit of a, of a deeper rotation this year, uh, which he didn't mm-hmm. have last year. So that's something that uh, to keep an eye on for sure. We'll get to more jazz throughout the show. Stay tuned. Uh, but we are live at Homie and uh, our friend Katie jumping on with us. And first of all, it is great to see you. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas. I heard you had a lovely one. Yes, we did. We got away for a little bit and enjoyed some warm Florida air. Awesome. Good for you. Well, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Homie. And there's so much, you know, uh, to to get into because you guys uh, really do so much. So let's just start out with with savings and we can start anywhere along the process because you save folks money across the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. And and we'll start with the sell side. Um, using promo code HANDS, you get $500 off that $2,000 listing fee. So you'll be able to list your home for $1,500, um, which is a steal of a deal. You can save up to $10,000, if not more, depending on the price of your home. Um, but also, we right now, we have started a new promotion where if you buy with us, if you buy with a homey agent, we'll sell your home for free. So we'll completely wow. waive that listing hey. fee. So that's a... a a lot of savings right there. So definitely um, something to look into for those who are looking to move into a new home in the new year. Do you think somebody who just uh, uh, paid commission on buying or selling a home out there listening is going, oh, no, what did I do? <laughs> I'm it's, sure. it's so a, much money. It is so much money. And you don't realize it. So a lot of people don't realize how much they pay until they sit down at title and they're signing all their papers and they look at that number and they're like, whoa, I'm paying my, my agent how much money? And so that savings, that's your equity. It's yep. your home. It's the home that you've been putting money into for years, and you've been the one painting the house, putting a new roof on, and doing the updates. Let's keep that equity in your pocket. It's a big deal. Absolutely. All right. So go to homie.com, find out what they can do for you. But of course, homie title, homie loans. I mean, really, you guys can do the, the whole process from start to finish and save money all along the way. For sure. We're here to help you. All right. Use that promo code HANS as well H A N S, HANS. Or Hans, but he hates that. <laughs> he does. He does hate that. He does. I know, but we like to poke the bear a little yeah. bit sometimes, don't or we? Or if you're Siri, pants, right? Isn't yeah. that what Siri uh-huh. says? Oh, like hey, that. guys. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Stay tuned. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
You're locked on to the big show presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone live at Homie. Check them out, homie.com. Uh, here's the lineup for today, Gordon. Joining us at 3 o'clock at your daily assist, Howard Beck, now of Sports Illustrated, is going to jump on with us. At 4, we're going to talk to Jay Drew of the Deseret News. He's got a long profile coming out on Zach Wilson. We'll talk to him. And then uh, at 5 o'clock, David Locke jumps on the show for his normal Wednesday visit. So we will geek out with David coming up at 5. Good lineup today. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, Gordon, we uh, got some BYU news. Uh, today, uh, not unsurprising, but Brady Christensen has de- declared himself eligible for the NFL draft. Uh, he announced on his Twitter, he thanked uh, BYU, said he had an amazing time. Always be a Cougar at heart, everything you'd expect to hear, but uh, going pro after his junior season. Yeah, he's, he's, I think he's pretty prepared for an NFL career. Super highly thought of, all American. Um, yeah, he, he. I don't think he's going to reach any level that's higher than where he's sitting right now, and that's always key, right? You want to strike when the iron's hot, and it's hot. Yeah, and I get that. I also understand at the same time the pull of, you know, you only are in college once, and um, maybe he there's a big-time schedule next year. Maybe you'd want to come back and, you know, prove something or, or be a part of the team. I, I think sometimes – uh, people undersell those things because I think there's value there too. But yeah, absolutely. The lure of the NFL, uh, positioning yourself best for a, a profession uh, in professional football. I certainly understand all of that too. And that's why, you know, and I, I don't think fan backlash is what it once was certainly for players leaving early. I think most of the time people uh, people understand and, and maybe uh, gone are the times of like Keith Van Horn coming back for his senior year. Um, but uh, I kind of understand both sides of it and don't fault anybody for making the best decision for themselves. Yeah, I, I get the disappointment of fans because think about how good he might be next year. Oh, right. You know? But but you don't see fans uh, uh, grouching about yeah. it like they used yeah. to, right? Yeah, I think that's true. The, I think the understanding, you know, for the most part, I would guess that most BYU fans today are happy for Brady. You know, maybe yeah, a little right. they, they'll love to see him come back and, mm-hmm. and play for BYU again next year. But I think most fans out there are, are past the days of, you know, oh, he's dead to me. That kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, I most of the guys that I've talked with who've gone on to the league, they they uh, many years later, they will say that the most fun they ever had playing football was in college. Right. You know, but. You know, unless you're going to certain schools, you're not making as much money. So if you're good enough, that's what these guys do. And and, and he mentioned this in his uh, in his message that he's had a dream of playing in the NFL. And if that's your dream and that's your emphasis and something tells me that most of these guys or many of these guys who are top level athletes, they spend more time on football than they do on school. You know, even when they're in school and that, that not everybody's that way, but a lot of these guys are. And if you're spending most of if your emphasis is on preparing to play football and you get an opportunity to play football, why wouldn't you do it? 
That's like majoring in business. And as a junior, getting a great offer from a terrific firm and, and saying, no, I'm not, I'm not going to go yet. No, that's why you're in school is to give yourself an opportunity to, to like that. And, and so and I understand there's value in a degree. Um, I'm not saying there isn't, uh, but uh, and obviously NFL careers sometimes are spotty. You know, if you're lucky, you last a while. But if you're, if you're, if you're average, what is it, Jake? Three years? Yeah, I get it. Something though. like that. I mean, Gordon, I was making no money in college. I'd go back to college in a heartbeat to not have a to not have a care in the world and be able to do whatever. I mean, man, those are those are great years. See, I, sometimes I, I, it's I view, not about I view the money. College, I view college a little differently than that. I, I didn't. I wasn't carefree in college. I thought. I thought, yeah, I had a great time, but I, I was busy studying too. You know, I mean, it's it's not like yeah, you don't have but pressure. there. But the point is, they're not real world pressures. I mean, it's it's totally different, right? I mean, it, trust me, I've I've learned that lesson over and over and over again since I became a parent. I mean, there's there's real life stuff out there, and when you're in college, you know, you know, yeah, I got to study, but it's not it's not the same. A college football player, especially a high level player. They're, they can relate to those people out there who hold down jobs, part-time jobs, while they're going to school. Uh, not a lot of free time, uh, a lot of work, and there is pressure because, you know, if you're working, if you're putting yourself through school and you're working, then, yeah, you're not making top dollar usually, and you're still having to, you know, get those deadlines, those tests that you're going to take, you know, you got to... You want to do the best you can, so you're, you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself. And, of course, <laughs> I mean, I guess if you go to the NFL, you're going to live with pressure all the time. Oh, but it's much more the difference about uh, yeah. pro, pro and yeah. NFL. And, and you're describing my college experience, Gordon. Mm -hmm. I worked the whole time I was there. I loved it. Making nothing. I mean, scraping together pennies to go, uh, you know, buy a quarter pounder somewhere. But Okay, was, so what made great. you love well, I'm curious to know what made you love it. What do you mean? It was that. It was that period of life. I'm not questioning that you loved it. I'm just saying, what was it about it that was so good? I don't know. You're young. You're optimistic. You don't have um, a ton of real life responsibility. Like I said, you're uh, doing stuff because you love it, and you're you're preparing for a future, and you don't know what that's going to be. And there's some excitement in that aspect, in the building part of it. And yeah, I guess, you know, reading textbooks wasn't my favorite thing in the world, but that was such <laughs> a small part of the entire experience. Do you love it more now than you did while you were going through it, Jake? Maybe, maybe, I don't know, but I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Sounds to me like you were screwing around a lot because, you know, Why you would you think you, that? I did fine in school. What no, are you I'm talking about? That, but engineering students, you know, they're... Uh, I, mean, I knew some engineering yeah. students, and let me tell you, they knew how to have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay. I knew some computer science majors that knew how to good they're time. They're really thirsty in college, huh? I knew, I knew some people that are now like, uh, like brain surgeons that had a really good time. <laughs> okay, but I, I think you may be smoothing some things over. They're also uh, difficult hurdles that need to be cleared I, when I think you're broadcasting some regret that your college years were so lame no no i loved college i love college but it's it's not 
It's not this. You make. You just it told like us you never left the library. No, I don't. And that you had that, pressures. If, 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 that's, if, that, if that's what I said, I didn't mean it quite like that. But for a lot of students, they're under a lot of pressure. Right. And, you know, you were carefree and happy and didn't have to worry about anything because you were like a broadcasting uh, major. See, I love you know, it how you're just trying to put me down to win some sort of weird <laughs> argument about my fond memories. Like, I don't I don't understand what you're doing right now. I'm, I'm I just, just say I that... sympathize with a with a, a college student who says, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to appreciate this a little bit more. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't get what you're arguing here. Oh, I love I loved college, too. I mean, it was a lot of fun, but I'm, it, it's also got that other side to it. And I can understand why a football player who is pouring so much effort into becoming a great football player would want to take advantage of it when some NFL team is saying, come hither, you know? I mean, yeah. Uh, I, and believe me, I mean, I encouraged all my kids to go to college, and they all went to college. Uh, and some of them had great experiences, and some of them uh, found it to be a little more difficult. But on the whole, I, I would encourage everybody who possibly can to go ahead and get that degree. Uh, but but if you if you're going to be offered millions of dollars to go do something else at some point, uh, I would probably encourage taking advantage of that kind of opportunity. And if you're going to make that kind of income, then you can go back and get that degree. I don't know how many people actually do that. How many pro football players who leave after their junior year actually go back and get the degree? I I've never made a study of that. That'd be kind of interesting to find out. But uh, if that's important to you, yeah, then you'll have the means to do it if you want. Uh, we are live here at Homie. Find out what they can do for you, homie.com. We want to say thanks to our title sponsor. That, of course, is our friends at Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the lowest price on every tire every day. Big O Tires. More coming up next on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I've seen all good people turn their heads each day so satisfied I'm on my way. Utah's highest-rated, most listened-to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O' Tires. Stop by your locally-owned Big O' Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O' Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the Day today is Yes, selected by Gordon and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artists inside at LiveNation.com. This is a good song. I like Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Yes has some terrific songs. Mm-hmm. Does it remind you of your boring college years? No, it reminds me of my high school days. Which were yeah. a little more lively? No, I loved college. College was my favorite school experience. Couldn't get away from it fast enough. No, I just, you know, when I was in college, Monday was terrific. I mean, I I didn't care what day of the week it was. In high school, you're dragging on Monday, you know, and and you're loving it on Friday. So that would tell me that I was having a pretty good time, I'd say. Okay. But, But there is pressure. You know, that that was my point. I wasn't saying college sucks or anything like that. 
Okay. All right. Did you do well in school? Did you get good grades? Yeah, at times. <laughs> when you were sober? What? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, when you first get to college and you realize you've got a little more freedom than you did it uh, than you did in high school, <laughs> I learned a couple of lessons. But I, you know, I learned them really well, and I ended up, uh, I ended up being an honor roll student a few times. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad you had a lot of success, and you, you, you will be able to tell uh, your kids that uh, it's uh, it's a good endeavor. So Let me just tell you, tell I, my kids. I had an issue of, of <laughs> wait a minute, you, you're telling me that I cannot show up to class and nobody's even going to notice? <laughs> oh, okay. I had a little, I had a few of those, those issues, you know. I can, uh, you know, I can uh, stay here and play foosball or I could go uh, to econ class. Hmm. Did, did you skip school in high school at all? Uh, it, it happened, I guess, but uh, not nearly as much as my college years. <laughs> well, as long as you get the material covered, you're fine. <laughs> well, I, I dropped every college class that took attendance. That's not what college is for. Were you one of those guys that you, you'd go to class a couple times and then judge it and say, "Now this is going to be too hard," and then drop it? Yep. <laughs> Me? Okay. No, no. I I'd say I can do this. And then I'd show up a couple months later and be like, wow, I'm really behind. <laughs> I, I'll tell you this. As a radio producer slash host slash personality wannabe, uh, I've never once needed chemistry 101 that I failed twice. So, <laughs> Yeah, but you, you want to know, nope. you know how things work, Why? what they're made of. I've got Google right here. I can tell you right now the <laughs> chemical makeup of anything you want to know. Don't don't tell Gordon you have Google, or he'll he'll have you googling <laughs> stuff true. for the remainder of your days. I've always Googled. <laughs> Not true. Never. Still don't. I, oh, uh, oh yeah, I do all the time. Ask Indeed. Jeeves. <laughs> Ask Austin. That's what it is. He's got a got a computer sitting right in front of him. It's like, all right, oh, how old since, is Jim McMahon? Since since, <laughs> since since you brought that up. What was the toughest class you ever took, academically speaking, in college? The most difficult one. Most difficult one. Hmm. And a lot of times it depends on the professor you have and how they go about it. I took the same class. I, I started the class, and then I bailed on it, and then I took it again. And the second professor was so much easier than the first professor was. And uh, I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, at the time it seemed like a good thing. But anyway, it, well, so it, there are a lot of variables there. I'll tell you this: the the hardest class I ever took, I only spent uh, one. I only one time in class. That's it. All right. So <laughs> I had a uh, I had a buddy, and uh, we were thinking, uh, let's let's go ahead and take Japanese. And neither of us spoke Japanese, but for some reason it sounded like a good idea. So we're like, let's. So we signed up for Japanese class, and uh, we showed up, and it was it was Japanese 101. But apparently there were two parts to Japanese 101, and we had shown up to the to the like the second semester of the class, if that makes any sense. And uh, <laughs> and so the teacher says, okay, 
we're going to have everybody introduce themselves, and uh, we're going to want you to do it in Japanese. And so all the students got up and introduced themselves and said a little <laughs> thing in Japanese. My buddy and I are sitting there like, oh, boy. And so when it became my turn, I stood up and I said, hi, uh, my name is Jake Scott, and uh, I'm doing this in English, of course. And I say, I, I uh, think I'm in the wrong place. And I sat, <laughs> and I sat back down. <laughs> Uh, but I didn't want to leave because I didn't want to be rude because it was a really small class. There was only like 10 people in there. Uh, but the teacher, uh, they, they let us go after I said that. All right. Well, but we didn't would, know. Well, would, we thought it was intro to would, Japanese. We didn't yeah, know. Yeah, that would, over, that would <laughs> overwhelm anyone. <laughs> it was like these people are speaking like they're going off on five-minute soliloquies in Japanese, and we're just sitting there like, oh, man, this doesn't – I don't think – Do you know a Japanese word? No. I know, okay. I know Konnichiwa, and that's that's about it. <laughs> what? What? Wait, what made you decide to take Japanese? Uh, because for a brief second, I thought I could convince myself that I was going to get a Bachelor of Arts, which requires uh, a foreign language. But of all the languages, Japanese? I don't know. No, not, not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, but it seems like that would be a difficult place to, you know. To get well, you know, I was more ambitious back then. <laughs> that it lasted for one day. It's no Australian, though. So what did you what did you take instead? Oh, something else. I got a Bachelor of Science, which didn't require a oh, okay. foreign right. language. Mm -hmm. I had to take a bunch of math classes, but, yeah, I got through it. I never took a single math class in college. It, it doesn't it show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just didn't have to. It wasn't, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a requirement. I mean, you know. What a well-rounded education you received. Well, I, I did other things, you know. Yeah. Like yeah, for, yeah. foreign languages and uh, humanities. Bunch of that soft humanities crap, right? And <laughs> <laughs> I took a philosophy class that was really quite difficult. Okay. Very difficult. All right. We're live here at Homie. Howard Beck will join the show coming up at the top of 3 o'clock hour. Stay tuned for that. Jay Drew at 4, David Locke at 5. Katie from Homie jumps on with us. Hello, Katie. Do you know Japanese? I do not know no? Japanese. I did go to Epcot last week, so okay. I, I did so, get to have some Japanese food. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know it either, and uh, it was not meant to be. But let's talk about saving uh, our listeners' money with uh, with Homie and just exactly. You, can, you guys can uh, do so much for everybody out there. Yeah, we've put everything under one roof to be able to make the whole process a lot more simple and affordable. So we've got Homie Real Estate, Homie Loans, Homie Title, Homie Insurance. We even have Homie Marketplace to help you after you get into your home and, and find the, the cheapest things that you might need as a homeowner. So we've really made sure the process is easy, affordable, streamlined, the whole thing. So everything is just much more transparent and a lot better communication on all fronts. So let's hit on that a little bit more, the simplicity, because these types of things, and, and maybe I'm a, a more simple person, but I get intimidated by this sort of stuff, like like buying and, and getting the best for your money and all the, the whole thing. It's very intimidating. Simplicity, that sounds to me like it would be appealing to a lot of people. Yeah, so we've we've really utilized technology to make things just easy and and transparency is is a big part of simplicity. You you don't know what's going on a lot in your real estate transaction when you're just, you know, trying to find a house. You don't know what's going on in the background. We've made it so you can see everything that's going on and you're really in control of your experience with your agents there to help and guide you through the whole process. So, we've made it so you can 
you know, go online, put your information in about your house. Your agent's going to reach out to you. They're going to guide you through the whole process, but you're also going to be able to see the whole process happen on our, on our website and be able to know exactly what's going on, see those offers coming in, see those tour requests coming in, know which offer is going to be the best for you and the best decision for you and, and get you all the way through closing. And you can get a little extra with promo code HANTS, right? Yep. Promo code HANTS, $500 off your listing fee of $2,000. So $1,500 to list your home. Or if you are looking to, to upgrade your home and get into a new home right now, just go onto our website, talk to your agent. We'll buy, if you buy with Homie, we will help sell your home for free. All right, go to homie.com. That's homie.com. And of course, throw in that promo code HANTS as well. Katie, thank you very much. Thank you. Howard Beck is next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.